Here's where I found vendors that cold called me. And it drove me nuts. All right. This is what they would do. They would spend, but they would never take a minute. All right. But they would spend five minutes. All right. And for that five minutes, they would tell me how they know how to run my business better than me. Like for five minutes, I would be told how I'm whatever whatever they were selling, whatever they were selling, they were selling email marketing, or if they were selling um, yeah. a CRM tool or whatever it was. Literally, the, the five minute presentation is you do everything wrong, okay? And here's how I'm going to help you to do everything right. For freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closers Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closers Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of Coffee with Jason. Today I have my guest, Zach. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time to come jam with me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, Jason. I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, Zach, for everyone out there that's listening or watching this right now, if you can kind of just give us a little bit of background story of kind of how you got started in the industry and what, how you got led to automotive. I know you didn't start in automotive, so I'm always kind of curious how that happened. Absolutely. So I've had a rather extensive sales history. I've been doing this for about, I'm only 25 myself, but I've been doing sales since as long as I can remember. So from things like I've been at gas stations, I used to try to wax people's cars to kind of sell <laughs> car wax to them, stuff like that. I've worked in factories. I've worked on assembly lines. My dad's actually an executive at General Motors. So mm. I was born and bred into the industry. It's just something that I honestly, it feels like it's just part of me at this point in my life. So this felt like the next step in my life to do this. I've done everything from like B2B to cold calling 100% commission positions, but I'm now working at Vigimus and it's an absolutely fantastic place to be because I can utilize all the experience I've come and accumulated over the years and all of the all industry and marketing. So something that I really like to do and I look forward to doing it for the rest of my life pretty much. Yeah, and that's great. And uh, the way that we actually got connected is kind of funny, right? We've been, I don't think we've been, we haven't been connected with LinkedIn too long. How long have you been connected with me? It's maybe been a week and a bit. Two I was going to say, yeah, like it's, I'm pretty new, yeah. right? <laughs> Have you seen some of my yeah. videos? <laughs> I've watched probably all of them, quite honestly. <laughs> well, that's impressive. Um, I just watched but, the Driving Through Vegas, actually. I really liked that. Oh, the Driving Vegas was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to rent like a 1955 uh, Ford T-Bird and drive up and down the Las Vegas Strip in 110-degree weather. Yeah, it was a blast. Um, the car was <laughs> overheating. Was I had to like pull over into like alleyways and let the car cool down. As it, it was, yes, no way. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I should do. I should do like a behind the scenes of that of that uh, that series because oh, it was quite funny. I'd be like, literally, up oh, the car's overheating. We better pull over. Um, <laughs> what you didn't see, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you didn't see. Well, uh, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons actually I wanted to reach out to you about was an article that you actually posted on LinkedIn lately. And I've been fascinated with articles on LinkedIn. Um, even myself, I've been trying to kind of figure out kind of how they fit and, you know, who sees value in them and how can I increase my organic views of even some of the articles I write. But I read your article and I was just like, I, I, I want to jam with this guy. There was some really cool stuff. So uh, for everybody that's listening and watching and don't know what I'm talking about, if you kind of give them just kind of cliff notes of what that article is and then we'll deep dive right into it. Absolutely. So getting into it, I cold call. That's pretty much something that I do every day, day in and day out. So something that I've built a bit of a, I guess you could say a talent for. Uh, I'm not saying I'm the best in the world, so take this with a grain of salt by all means. But what I've noticed is when it comes down to it, I wrote that article just to help the person who's kind of, you've gotten off the last 10, 15, 20 calls and you just, 
don't have any luck. You're having, you're getting shut down, rejected, you're turned away. And it does. There's a, almost a stigma to cold calling that after those calls, it's hard to get back on the phone, right? I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. So just to kind of get through, obviously the law of averages wills it so that you will get that eventually. But I'm trying to break through that barrier of one in every 10. Why not can't we get five in every 10? Why can't we get eight in every 10? So just trying to raise that percentage of who we're actually kind of getting onto there. So that's when I kind of just put all that together of between your tonality, uh, who you're trying to speak to exactly, how you're kind of phrasing your pitch. Are you sounding like more of a robot? Or are you having a built-in script kind of thing? Just mm-hmm. kind of different things that I use that, or more or less I don't use at the end of the day that do help me get through these calls. So I usually tend to make upwards of 100 or so a day. And that's just kind of me prospecting on my own guys. I try to find people in the area because I'm a regional territory salesperson, right? So trying to find the right people to contact and the right times to do so is a big thing as well. And, and so I find it with, uh, I guess. And I find with a lot of companies out there that, you know, um, inside sales reps are becoming more and more common, right? Um, you know, when I, when, I, when I started in this industry, it was all about the road warriors. You know, it was just literally door to door, banging banging on doors, shaking hands, you know, kissing babies, you know, just that that kind of mentality yeah. of just on the road. Yeah. You know, but but I've seen kind of a fundamental shift, and I think that that's cool because this this is great for the audience out there that are vendors and listening to this, but also to the salespeople out there that are listening to this. I think the approach to the call has fundamentally changed, and, and you um you, you hit the nail on the head on a few of those things. So you know, kind of walk me through the article, and we'll kind of jam about each kind of topic. Absolutely. So starting it off, more or less, I would say. Tonality is number one, and I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times from so many different people, sales training, your boss, even just online videos, if anything like that at all. That's what it comes down to, obviously, is if uh, you don't have that tonality there, or if you have too much of it, is what I'm trying to get into now, because I've worked with a lot of people in the past, present kind of thing, that that high-pitched kind of, let's just say, hey, John, how's it going today? Like, no, that doesn't fly with me again. If it works for you, by all means, don't break the wheel if it's not going to change anything but what i want to do is kind of get well you're being you're being nicer thing. than i am because i would actually say it, don't do it. okay um but no but seriously because yeah. i because i've been on the other side of the table right i, I i've been the dealer principal Absolutely. i've 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 gotten those phone calls and just i mean instantaneously when i hear that hey jason what's going on how's it going how's your day doing i'm like, like oh geez, God. really yeah. Like, here we go. What the hell do you want? What the hell are you pitching? How the hell did you get past exactly. my receptionist? Um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that's exactly it, right? So once you get past that gatekeeper, it's balls in your court. You have to, you have a solid sentence to two sentences tops to mm-hmm. get there, captivate them, have them fully into, wait, who are you? What are you selling, actually? You want them to ask you that, not just say, uh, what the hell are you selling so I can get you off the phone? Let's just hear the pitch, buddy. Like, that's not what I want to hear. And when mm-hmm. I do hear that, that's when tonality goes both ways to me. So if I cut that tonality, yeah, if I say, hey, Jason, how's it going today, man? Just like, I'm just talking to you. I could be a customer. I could be someone that, just a buddy of yours kind of thing. So even when I get to the gatekeeper, I don't do a whole, hey, how's it going? I'm looking to speak to Jason. It's like, no, Jason, please. That's it. That's all I give him. And Super then after simple. that, if I, exactly. So it's like, oh, this person knows you. This person has contacted you before, even if I haven't. And then when I have you on the phone, oh, hey, Jason, it's Zach. How are you doing today? And you kind of run through your mind of, who the hell is this guy? Why am I talking to this person? Then I have you asking me questions. But then if I gauge your tonality from your side of saying, yeah, what's going on? Like, you don't want to speak to me. Like, I can tell right off the bat. Then I have to yeah. act fast. You have stuff to do. You want to get off the phone. So I want to make that as fast as humanly possible, but also be able to, as I said, to captivate you to ask me more questions so you stay on the phone. So usually 
I've heard people say that they don't like asking the phrase, is this a bad time? That is one of my favorite things to ask on a cold call because if that shows that I you think it's value their time. I, that's what I, see. I, see, I, think, I see. I I know that, look, there's a lot of people that are probably going to disagree with this in the comments down below and whatever okay. way to do it. Of course. Uh, but, but I actually agree with you on that one. I, I, I do want to, I mean, even my existing clients, ones I already have relationships with, you know, I, I want to ask them because... I never call someone with the intent of only having a, a two-minute phone call. It, it is I'm, I'm calling them because I know it's going to be, you know, a seven to fifteen-minute phone call, right? So I, I got to ask exactly. them, like, are you in a place where you can actually have this conversation? You know, if you got someone on the go, man, I'll call you back later. But no, I think it's a very appropriate question to ask. Absolutely, and especially when in the automotive industry, I'm sure you know, with month end, especially this week right now, it's just a hard week to get people on the phone. People don't want to speak in that kind of regard. So it's really tough to do that. So with this kind of stuff, I value their time, as I said. So I'll have them on the phone and say, hey, Jason, I know it's month end right now. I could hear customers in the background. Do you have a minute to chat or do you want me to call you back another time? Not only does that show that I really respect that time slot, but I will also have something to follow up with later. So he says, no, I don't have time. Call me back at 2.30 or something like that. Now when I call back to that gatekeeper, I can say, hey, we spoke earlier, I have a call with Jason for 2.30. At that point, that's a lot more concrete. You have a call booked. It almost sounds like you have this plan for a while, right? So at that point, like, oh, they have a booked call. Let's get straight through to them. So very good way to keep that relationship building because that's what really, you can cold call a guy once and t tell him to, he tells you to F off. He doesn't want to talk to you anymore, but it's really <laughs> up to you to build that relationship to keep going, right? So I've got guys right now that I've been calling. I have like their eighth, ninth calls today. I've never even spoke to them once. The average person, I would say, would stop after five or so, but I'm going to keep calling because if I haven't spoken to you and I've just bugged the gatekeeper so many times, I have an amazing relationship with so many of those gatekeepers. So now when I call them, not only do they know where I'm from, they know my name, they know the reason for my call, they know who I'm looking for. Well, that's so getting into easy that. Way. Yeah, it's getting past the gatekeeper. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about that because I, I, I have some things that I've been using for a long time that's always been very useful. I think people don't respect the gatekeeper enough, right? Um, but but to, uh, you, you said a comment the other day. You asked you, you asked me if they had the time and do they have a minute? Now you know, if they say yes, then you need to only take a minute. That's it. Like I, I, that, that's my issue. See, that's always my problem. I get on the phone with someone and you know I'm like, you know what? Okay, I do have some time. I can give you a minute. But they never take a minute. They want to take five or ten, and I'm like, sixty seconds go. Yeah, like f that. Like, no, you ask me for a minute, okay? I'm gonna grant you a minute. Now, give me a minute. Now, after you've now, I've, after I've given you the minute, if you want to re-ask me if you know if I can continue going or if do you see value in this, so can 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 is it okay if yeah. I take another five to seven minutes to finish this off? You know, or could I give you a call another time when it's better for you or something? Exactly. Like that, but if you're asking for a minute. Take the damn moment. Don't don't pretend. Because instantaneously, again, really at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a relationship. Okay, and if you want to try to create a relationship off of lies right out of the gate, and I, I know it sounds silly, but no, it's seriously, it is. It's true. It, it's a lie, right? I I'm asking you for a minute, but I'm actually going to take ten. Like it's it's just bullshit. It blows my mind. Now, with that said, I want to go back over to the gatekeeper um, because I. I got nothing but empathy and respect for who that person is. And I don't think as, you you know, if you are cold calling, I don't think we spend enough time talking to them. You know, you know, this funny. you normally answer the phone, you know, Oh, hi, it's Janice with ABC motors. How can I, how can I direct your call? Hey Janice, it's Jason. How are you doing today? That's a big one right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can just do it. There. And then, Oh, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's great. Hey, is John still around? And did he leave already? Exactly. No, no, he's still there. It, is he in a meeting or is he available? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, he's done with his meetings. Cool. 
Kenagram. You know, uh, it's we don't spend enough time talking to and respecting. Now, the cool thing is that when I call back, I'm like, hey, Janice, it's Jason. Yeah. Now, Janice will remember because I had a short conversation with Janice about how her day was. You know? Which was still probably longer than anyone else, right? So <laughs> It probably was, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I so think that's what it is. is be, res- be respectful of the gatekeeper, you know? Yeah, not only respectful, but you want to be their friend because they're the one that's going to get you that sale too, right? <laughs> they're, if they don't want you to talk to that person there, you're not talking to that person, so you got to get through them. So if you, do, if you don't have that whole, and that's where my approach kind of comes a little trial and error, obviously, right? So when I talk to someone, I'll say, Jason, please, and they'll put me through, and then I can't speak to you. Maybe the next time I call, I'm going to be like, hey, how's it going? I called earlier, and that's when I'm going to start building that relationship a bit more. So the second call, they know who I am. Third call, they know where I'm from. And then the fourth call, we're friends, right? So well, and, 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 and that's, you got you got to create an ambassador. They need to be your ambassador, right? Exactly. Um, I can't tell me how many times I called. No, no, John's busy. No, John's busy. I'll call a third time. No, John's busy. Fourth time, John's busy. Hey, Janice, um, I know he's super busy. I wonder if you can do me a real solid favor. Can you go put a note on his desk and just tell him to, that he needs to give me a call the moment he has a second or the second he's got a moment, Absolutely. right? You know, and, and Janice goes, yeah, you know what? I know. I know he's busy. Yeah, I'll go do that. I'll go do that for you. Absolutely. You know, but, but if you're going to ask for that, you better show the respect necessary, spend the time to get to know the gatekeeper in a way that you can actually have that conversation. Yeah, and that's just a, a necessity almost for what we have to do here, right? Because if you're not going to be doing that, as I said, you're not getting through to anybody. They're going to every single time they call, they recognize your caller ID almost. They're going to say, oh, it's this guy again. I'm not putting this ass through to anybody. So, and then you're stuck in that rut of third call, fourth call, fifth call. And this cycle just keeps going and keeps going. That's something that I'm an avid believer in too, is if I tried to call you about, I don't know, six or seven times and I haven't connected with you once, I'm going to change my point of contact. I'm going to go on the website, find the staff section, see who's the next in line, like the heir to the throne kind of thing, and go to them. I'm going to talk to them say, hey, I've tried to connect to your dealer principal, your GM, whoever that is, whether you're a GSM or a sales manager or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, just leaving it at that. It's a good way to kind of feel out everybody in the dealership. And then at the end of the day, maybe there's a manager meeting going on, and those two people say, oh, I spoke to Zach. Oh, I spoke to Zach. Like, oh, there's two people who already know who I am, plus the yep. gatekeeper. So a good way to get yourself known around there and i'll be honest with you that's one of the big reasons i'm starting to become more of a presence online on linkedin on facebook stuff like that but i'd like to brand myself just the same so when people call and i hear my name i much prefer them kind of have a good idea of who i am before we even start talking so, so I, okay, so, okay. Been, that's a good question because it's good to say wait do and i and i ask this question to a lot of people when we talk about cold calls i know a lot of people that make cold calls right uh, a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um how much preparation do you do before the call Almost too much, Jason. Okay, <laughs> I do too. I, See, I do too, and I've actually been given shit for how much preparation I do. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll literally, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go, to, I'll go to social media. I will look up the individual. I'll connect with them on LinkedIn. You know, I, I want if there's any way that my name doesn't sound that they're not hearing my name for the, you know, for the for the first time, I'll do it. Right? Whatever I can do to make sure it's not the first time they hear my name. Exactly, and that's what I really like about the whole world of LinkedIn and what that's coming to in contrast with the business world and everything like that, it's absolutely fantastic for that. So that's, uh, I do plan on kind of being around. I want to start writing articles on a weekly basis just to kind of do the next thing. I have one in the works right now, just kind of talking about how dealers are marketing to their current clients in their databases and how they're retaining those guys more or less. So I'm just going to keep plugging away at stuff like that. So as I said, people kind of know who I am more or less at the end of the day, because 
Jason Harris calls somebody, they know who it is, right? <laughs> Zach Fuller calls somebody. Hopefully. <laughs> no, not, not you in the world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, I'll give you an example. I, I, I had a call the other day. I've been trying to get a hold of this guy for a while. Finally looked him up on Facebook, was able to find him. Found out that he'd been in Miami for the last week. So good reason why I wasn't getting hold of him. So I waited my week, yep. put it into my calendar. The calendar came up. I got Lauren on the phone. Um, Lauren, is uh, is Jim back from Miami? Yeah, actually, he just got back today. That's great. I know he's probably super busy, but is he available right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get him. Because I knew that one piece of information, knew that gatekeeper knew, just assumed, right, assumption, right, assumed that I was a lot closer to the individual than if I was just calling from a cold call. So I'm all about the preparation. <laughs> Well, it's not going to get you far if you don't have that, right? And that's something that I do every time as well. I like how you said that on between not only LinkedIn, but Facebook is huge for that too because that's their personal account, right? Like that's not just them trying to be more or less in the industry to kind of show themselves off. This is their life. So when you see their life, that's something you can really identify. What team do they like? What music do they listen to? Like stuff like that. So if it ever does come up, that's not something I usually try to bring up first and foremost. It's like, hey, you listen to the Rolling Stones too? I love the Rolling Stones. Like, not, that's kind of weird. Then he, like, you're on my Facebook? Why are you on my Facebook? You're cold calling me. But so if everything, anything does come up in the future, or if we have a, a pitch and I get you on a demonstration, on a video call, I have something to talk to you about. Or even, again, for the long run, if I can't connect with you, I do have things that I can do with. Because I like to email people as well. If I've tried to contact you four times and I haven't heard a thing from you, I'm going to email you. I'm going to send you a LinkedIn request. I'm going to just try to keep connecting with you any other avenue that you haven't really responded to me quite yet. See, I don't do much email. I, you know, I just, I, I, again, because oh, I being, being on that, that's a, now it's funny because I know your company, that's a core of exactly what you guys do. Um, Absolutely. But, but I just found being on the other side of that table knowing, I mean, as a digital person, I was getting 300 emails a day. Three, I mean, I'm not shooting, 300, 300 emails a day. You know, so it's like, I, 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 I triage my emails. You know, uh, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't know, don't, pff, definitely don't fucking care. Um, and, then just, yeah. and, then just, and then just delete, and then I would probably go through a second round of triage, and about the third time is when okay. I'd actually start opening stuff. You know, and, and I find that actually I'm not the only person out there. I find that a lot of people that are in that position, I call it that executive level position, that does get bombarded with that, triaging their emails is a very, very, very common thing. In fact, actually, sometimes they'll have an assistant that will really triage for them, right? Oh, of course. Kind of so I, I, I don't know. I just kind of stayed away. I found social is a lot different. I can reach out, I can reach out to social, you know, and in, in social, I never reach out in a business way. As much as, you know, it's like, I'll connect with the person. If they accept the connection, it's never business talk. Like, never once business talk. It's just like I see them post, you know, a post that they're going to vacation in Miami. Say, hey, if you're going there, this steakhouse at this place, it's amazing. You know, hope you have a great vacation. That's it. Like, Very I am no, no nothing. But I want to, my goal is that when I get them on the phone, they know who I am already. And I didn't have to, like, I hate having to introduce myself. Because to your point, remember we said earlier, I want to get a minute of your time. Well, in that minute, I don't want to spend 30 seconds explaining who the hell I am. And where I'm from, exactly. <laughs> I want you to know, so I can, 60 seconds, I'm going to jam your brain with so much information, you want me off the phone at the end of it, right? So Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that is very important. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad we see eye to eye on that account. But when it comes down to emails, I was actually fully against them. I did not want to. I didn't even like it when I saw people doing that. It didn't make sense to me. It's like, mm -hmm. I can't use my voice. I can't speak to this person using the skills I have to talk to you. So what am I doing here? 
But when it comes down to it, the simple fact of the matter is, for example, the other day, I've been messaging like CEOs of auto groups and stuff like that just over LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I messaged a CEO mm -hmm. and all I said was, hey, thanks for the connection. I've shot you an email. If you want to take a look at it, feel free to call me or something like that. He called me the next day. He's like, hey, I saw your email. Um, what do you got for me? Okay, so the email you on LinkedIn, right? Well, I sent him a direct message like I did to you on LinkedIn. Okay, so you sent a direct message. Yep. I'm literally, I'm pulling up my LinkedIn right now. And um, where is Zach? I'm going to, so I'm going to, so everyone knows um, what Zach sent me. I believe I just kind of forwarded you that article and said, hey, I've, uh, you inspired me to write an article. I'd be honored if you took a look at it or something like that. Yeah, you did. You did. I'm going to find it. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. So here, here's what I wrote. So, so everybody knows this is kind of how, uh, Hey Jason, you inspired me to write my first article on LinkedIn, pretty basic stuff. But if you get a chance, I'd be honored if you take a look at it, right? No, you're not, um, you're not pushing anything on me. You're not trying to sell me anything. Really what you're trying to do is to make me aware of who you are as an individual. Now you got it. I like, I like the article, but here at the same time, I do understand like for myself, you actually cut, you know what's really funny is you actually caught me at a time that it was, it was, I literally had, I was waiting. I was waiting. Where was I? I think when you sent this to me, I was actually waiting at a doctor's appointment. Um, which, no which was really, because you sent this to me at 1.17 PM in the afternoon, right? So I had a doctor's appointment. I was waiting. Okay. And that's really uncommon to me because normally 1.17 PM, I'm just, I'm going, 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 going all day long, right? I would never actually Absolutely. stop to read an article. You know, in fact, actually, I'll be honest with you, I don't read. I just, I, and it's, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's not, it's not because I don't like to. It's just, it's the time required to do so. Like I, oh, yeah, I always like. So that's why I listen to a lot of audiobooks because uh, I can again two two birds with one stone. I'm driving and consuming exact same time, right? You just happen to catch me at this one moment where I actually could read something. But what I would say, and if and, and it worked, right? It did work. But I don't. What a lot of people I don't think realize, and I, I know people can't see what I'm doing here. But you know, uh, if you're, that means you should watch the video if you're listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> is the video messaging function on LinkedIn is one of the most uncommonly used functions I found on all messaging. So I send videos all the time. In fact, actually, I get responses back. I didn't even know this was available. So I can actually, it, it's only up to two minutes, all right? But I can go in here, hit the video button, turn the video around for me, and be like, hey, Zach, what's going on? It's Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, man, um, I just want to connect with you on LinkedIn. I really dig what you're doing, and you can just keep up. Keep it up. It's great. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to talking to you. And hit send. So now I just sent that to you, by the way. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> but that that's, again, what we're trying to do is we're trying to set up ourselves for success on the cold call, all right? That video is going to cut through any other type of message you're going to be able to uh, send out there. It wouldn't, for sure. Because that's a, that's a personalized video to them, right? That's not just a copy-paste boilerplate just send it off to a thousand people and that's you recording yourself to someone else to put yourself out there. So I think that's fantastic. I did not even realize you could send video messages over there. See, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't even realize it. Isn't that kind of funny? So yeah, exactly. here's the hack for everyone out there who's in the industry where you need to get a hold of people. All right. Stop sending text text messages through LinkedIn. Start sending video messages through LinkedIn. Hey, A, it's a lot faster. B, I'm a horrible speller. I think actually my response back to you had multiple spelling errors just in me responding back to you. Um, <laughs> but it, I was too excited. I didn't know. 
<laughs> but you know what though? Uh, like we were talking earlier, we're talking about success in your cold call. When I call now, all right, do you think they're going to know who I am? Absolutely, they will. 100%. They're like, oh, yeah, you sent me that You sent me that video, man. That was really cool. Didn't even know what you could do that on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just that extra way to kick that door down, right? Not just to get that foot in the door, but you're blasting it off the hinges at that point because they, they recognize you. That's huge when it comes to relationship building, especially with the cold call because I've said it so many times already, but the law of averages wills it still that you will get someone to on that, whatever it is, if that's your sale preliminary on the call, if you're trying to get them to a demonstration after the fact, like mm-hmm. I am, but that's just going to be the the whole world of difference right there, 100%. So, you know, if I if I do get the voicemails, now, okay, I, I'm going to ask your opinion on this. What's your thoughts and opinions on yeah. leaving a voicemail? I like voicemails. It really depends, though, okay. especially with the time that is right now. I probably left already like 20 today on people just because it's month end, right? I'm not getting anyone on the phone this week. It's going to be very hard for that, but aside from that, we'll push month end of this away. I like voicemails. The only reason that is because not only can I leave you a voicemail, but I can say uh, on that voicemail is I'm going to follow up with you if I don't hear from you on this day. And then same thing brings me back to the whole, hey, I've got a call that I told him I'm going to call him this day. If you heard it or not, I don't care about that. I told you I'm calling you. I'm calling you. This is going to happen. So if you're an answer or not, I'm just going to leave you another voicemail. But I'll also say I've left you a email and I've left you a LinkedIn request. So I've touched not only their voicemail, their gatekeeper, their LinkedIn, and then pretty much every avenue that you can physically communicate with this person, I've tried to bug them through. So if they don't talk to me through any of those, then I'm probably not going to talk to that person unless I keep calling and calling and calling. But that's just what I've noticed is that with voicemails, I can use my tonality. I can be myself. I can still yes. put in a joke or two if I want to do it that way. And it just really they'll recognize my voice the next time I call you. Well, and, and, and that's the power of the video, right? So, so when, I really leave voice, yeah. when I leave a voicemail, I'm like, hey, uh, I just left you a video on LinkedIn. Um, please check it out. Uh, feel free to respond me through there, or I'll call you back at dot, 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 dot. Exactly. Because I, because I also want to, if I'm going to leave a voicemail, I want to give them the option to communicate with me in the way that they want to communicate. Okay. Um, Absolutely. I don't have a lot of time to talk on the phone. In fact, actually, almost everybody knows <laughs> knows me well that if you if you really need me, like you need me, like right this second, um, I, I'm yeah. not going to answer the phone. Uh, but if you LinkedIn message me or Instagram message me, all right, you're probably going to get a response within ten minutes. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Well, because notifications come straight up onto your phone, right? And exactly. Like, you can just kind of respond them accordingly. Yeah, so that's a great idea too. That's what uh, what comes down to though is that what I kind of wanted to ask you. So if you were on a cold call, how do you kind of structure what you're going to say? Do you have like sentence A, B, C, like ready to go? Or do you just gauge the conversation of how the person's talking back to you? Well, you know what? You have to have a goal and objective. Okay. So what Absolutely. is the goal and objective in the actual cold call? Um, you know, f- for me, it's about creating relationships. So it's taking the next step of that relationship, right? And that is either having a longer conversation um, either in a video chat, kind of like what we're doing here, or in, in person, or a longer phone call, you know, but um, yeah. it is, my intention is never just simply to send them a menu of services and that I do and just hope that they randomly pick one, right? It's like, no, my, yeah. I, 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 I'm a firm believer in relationship selling, not transactional selling. So when, when I'm on the phone, it's literally like, you know, I want to spend that minute just to, you know, if you, if you don't know who I am, I want to tell you who I am, right? 
and and a little bit of my background, which then kind of gives me the opportunity to say, you know, this is this is why you really want to kind of continue to have a conversation with me, right? Because I've been in your shoes, I I know, I know what your pain is, right? And there may 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 and I never tell somebody that for sure, but there may be a possibility I can probably assist you. And I I just would like That's to take a good line. That. I like that I wanna, because here's where I found vendors that cold called me and it drove me nuts, all right? This is what they would do. They would spend, but they would never take a minute, all right? But they would spend five minutes, all right? And for that five minutes, they would tell me how they know how to run my business better than me. Ooh, for, no. Like, for five <laughs> minutes, I would be told how I'm, whatever whatever they were selling, whatever they were selling, they were selling email marketing, or if they were selling um, yeah. a CRM tool, or whatever it was, literally the, the five-minute presentation is, you do everything fucking wrong, Okay, and here's how I'm going to help you to do everything right. And oh, that's just, but, but it's common. Like it's super yeah. common. Like the, for some reason we have to identify and this is ta- this is taught actually in a lot of training programs, right? You know, tell the customer what their problem is. <laughs> See, I I agree to that to a point, but not to actually tell them outright you are doing this wrong. This is how I'm going to save your business. You know, you're not going to save someone's business using this kind of stuff. You're trying to assist them to, for me anyway, I'm trying to accumulate you qualified leads. So what I'm trying to do when I'm talking to you, especially if someone like the video call demonstration, I'm trying to qualify you. I'm asking you, what kind of marketing do you do? Like I, even if I know exactly what you do, I want to hear you say it. I want to see how yep. involved you are, how you follow up on those leads. If you are truly actually into it, cause you're only going to get in what you put out, right? Or get out what you put into it, whatever. But it's just going to be, because if they're not doing that, you need to know exactly how they're contacting those people. If I send you 200 qualified leads a month, how, who, how many are you calling? Are you following up with them after they don't answer the phone? Like, are you just letting them get lost in the wind after that? So one of my favorite things to ask would be, what kind of marketing strategy do you do? And are you happy? Oh, see, so you, you, you go with the question format, huh? I love it. So I, um, I, that, that one minute that I get, I, I never ask a question. Okay. Um, so okay. here's what my goal is, is is that I want to provide you value in that one minute. I want the value of that one minute conversation to be on more your side than my side, okay? Um, but I also okay. need to show you that uh, I actually give a shit. And I've taken the time yeah. to give a shit, right? So uh, for me, it's marketing, right? So for me, it simply is saying, you know, hey, John, all right, um, I've gone online. I reviewed your current ads, both on Google and Facebook, which you can do. All right, Facebook's super easy, mm-hmm. by the way. You would a dealership section. Oh, of course. Click, click about ads, you're in. Yeah, you're in, right? You can see what they're saying. Um, <laughs> John, I see some opportunity. Um, I see some very significant opportunity. I, um, I, I may be able to assist assist you in these efforts. You know, would you have, you know, some time to jam about this? Right? So I, I'm not okay. going to, I don't ask questions. I don't. Like the first, the one minute, I won't. Now, I always want, I never ask the first question. I want them to ask the first question. So it's like, oh wow, you, oh, okay. or, or maybe it's a lead management system. Hey, John, I um, I secret shopped you. Okay, I, I found out some pretty interesting things that I think that can really help you out in increasing some of that, you know, uh, communication conversion rates. You know, it, it, if you got time, I'd love to jam with you about this. Um, like, look, this is what I do. Now, regardless if if you if you're going to take my service or not, I still think the time spent, you're going to see some value in. It. So I want to make the whole thing Absolutely. just value forward to them. Yeah, because as you're doing it, it's kind of eliminating all of those negatives in their mind as you're saying that, right? So you're, you're, they're trying to, upon answering that call, they're saying, what can I say to get you off the call? But if you're 100%. eliminating all of those as you're going, right, then you're in. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a may. Well, it's always a may because I can never guarantee. I don't. You know what? If someone on the phone in the first five minutes tells me they can guarantee something, f- I'm done. There's the phone. Done. I'm hanging Hang up. up. Yeah. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up because you know what? You can't guarantee shit. All right. I don't. I don't no, care what what, what product or service out there. A product or service is only as good as how well you can execute it. And I don't know you exactly. well enough to actually say you can execute on this, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's what you sell. The the the. I mean, Bumper's an amazing product. All right. Um, the hands down, I think probably is the best. All right, email marketing tool out there. Right. But the tool is only how well that. someone uses it. Exactly. So I don't even know at this point, I haven't spent enough time with you on the phone or at least in person, all right, to determine if you're even going to execute what this product can actually do. Yeah, it kind of brings you back to saying that earlier. Like if I sent you hundreds of leads above, are you calling them even? Are you just letting them get lost? Are you kind of giving them to the, to the new guy kind of thing? Say, hey, just call and see if you can get anything from it. It's like I know the story of a, of a gentleman who sold like a $2.5 million yacht off of a cold call from an old book that he just found. Just flipped through a few pages, made a few cold calls, and he sold a yacht off of it. So yeah, I sure. would never... Like there's stories of people yeah, winning the yeah. lottery all the time. <laughs> uh, it, exactly, right? So it's not going to be an everyday thing, but it's just when I see that and I see names in my call list, it's like, eh, I've called this guy a bunch of times already. I'm not getting discouraged because he just genuinely hasn't had a chance to talk to me because I know when he talks to me, he will see value in what I have to say, whether he's going to use it or not, that what I have can sincerely help your business, but you need to be able to work on it. It's not going to do this for yourself. You're not going to become the best uh, dealership in the city kind of thing overnight, but you're going to have to really work on it if you're going to get those leads out. So it's just going to come down to if they're closing those deals as well. So if you call all those qualified leads and not one person wants anything to do with you, I'm at a loss because I've just sold you this product and you haven't closed one sale, right? So I do. You're right. You have to absolutely make sure they're qualified, you're qualified. you got to make sure that they can actually execute whatever the hell it is, right? So, exactly. so normally, so like I said, I do marketing. So when I, so when I lead off with that, and I'm like, look, I looked, I looked at what the ads you're running. I see a lot of opportunity. Then I usually shut yeah. the hell up, right? I shut up because one of two things are going to happen. He's going to say, no, <laughs> I'm actually yeah. very happy with it. Or, well, would you see? And, and, and it is for me majority of the time. Most of these ads I see are never in motion. They're usually single image ads, which drive me nuts. Of course. And I'm like, yeah. look, John. Simply, simply put, all right, your your image is a single image with no movement whatsoever. Okay, we have seen in the industry a, 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 an easy, on average, twenty five to thirty percent increase in engagement when the ad has movement to it, motion. Absolutely. All right, that's something I may be able to assist you with. See, and that's something right there because if you're trying to kind of landmine, say that you're working with one of your competitors at the time too, and you're saying I can help you. Whatever you're using, scrap it. It sucks. I'll be able to actually. What if they love the service? What if they, what no, the seriously, I, dude, I've, I've been in meetings where literally they brought in their other vendor, the vendor they're currently working with right now. And I actually no sat there. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I was actually just in one yesterday, literally yesterday I showed up to a, a session and they literally brought, I'm like, wow, you're bold. Um, wow. <laughs> and, that and, is and bold. well, you know, like I just, you know, but I don't really have an issue with that. I'm just like, look here at, at the end of the day, an idea is only as good as how we can execute. Right. So I'm like, here's right. Can you, can your current vendor execute on animated ads? Right. Do they do HTML5 Google ads? Right. Do they do video content? Right. Um, if they can, great. Let me, if you, if you want to stick with them, you're happy with them. That's cool. Right. Let me sit down with them. Yeah. All right. Let me give them some, some assistance and some strategies on how they can actually do it better. That's and, fantastic. And it's that's funny. What I got there for, right? Well, that's what he's there you for, right? Land 
Yeah. Well, at, at the end of the day, when what happens majority of the time, not all the time, but I would say over 70% of the time, the other agency can't execute that. And then it's just like, yeah. then I don't, I don't have to actually say they did a bad job or did do anything wrong. I don't have to say that crap at all. It's just saying, well, okay, well, they're, nope. they're, they're not equipped to be able to execute on that. We are. Exactly. It's just showing that placing yourself above them without saying you're above them. It's a fantastic way to kind of tell them that eh, maybe you could have a lot more beneficial sales with us if you kind of switch it up. So that's something that I like as well. I love talking about competitors. I've done my diligence and my research into who would be like in the area that I'm kind of contacting and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And between like price points, between everything like that and the actual like metric tracking and get, getting down to everything, I like to ask how much do you do? Is it something that you're who you're working with now, something that they're helping you with? Are you able to accumulate those? Because if they can't and they're not seeing true value or return on investment on the service they're using, why aren't you using us? Like that's just, it's a simple question that I like to say. It's like, if you're not happy with what you're using, why don't you just switch? Because not only we can probably get it for a cheaper price kind of thing, but we're also going to be able to do the same thing plus more. So there's just eliminating all those, wait, why am I not using you guys? That doesn't make any sense to me. So let's just get this going. So just kind of creating that urgency, not not really the sense of loss, but like, hey, if you're using this and you're you paying per month to use this other service and you're not really finding that ROI, try us out. Because if you don't, you're just going to be stuck in this rut and this vicious cycle of contractual obligations of companies that aren't getting you that true ROI, right? So that's all it comes down to. If, if I, That's what I like to say on demonstrations is that if you don't genuinely think you're going to use this service, you don't think you're going to be able to get your money to rip out of it, I'm not going to, I don't want to sell this to you more or less. Like that doesn't make sense to me to sure. push something on you that you're not going to use. So it's sure. all about integrity and honor, right? So I'm not going to be, something I like to say as well is that while the packages are the same, like I'm going to be getting paid the same whichever one you buy. Like I don't get more pushing more on you. And that's something that I've been kind of talked down to a few times saying, why are you talking about your commission in the pitch? Like I love talking about my commission in the pitch. It shows that I'm a human. It shows that I'm a, I, 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 used, I used to do it all the time. Oh, I used to do it all the time. When I sold cars, I, I used to do it all the time. Like, I, yeah. I don't want that. Look, I total transparency. That's what you get with me. That's just what it is, right? Exactly. Like, all right, I'm going to work super hard for you to get this deal to done, to get this deal done. Because exactly. I make money. There it is. Plain and simple, okay? Exactly. I make this work for you. I make money. But at the same day, um, I'm also not going to give you a product that's not that you're not going to end up using. I will not sell you a product. Do you know how many times I've actually been in a meeting where I just said no? A lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that one too. I will flat out just say no. Good. I'm like, glad you it, know because not a lot of people do that. Well, they don't. And a lot of people don't, right? And it, well, look, at the end of the day, um, a, lot, well, a lot of things ends up working for me. That um, a, it's my continued respect that I get from them. They just said, I should say, look, you, you can't execute this, right? You, you don't have the personnel, you don't have the time, you don't have the commitment to 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 execute on this. So I feel like you should actually stay with the current agency that you're in right now. But when you do, you get filled to a place where you can really next level this. Shit, I want you to give me a call. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Like, that really shows, right? Down the line, when you want to upgrade, we're right here. So, and you're also placing it so that urgency isn't right there. It's like you have to do this now, or you're going to fail. Like keep using what you're using. Whenever you want to change it up, I'm right here. So you have my information. I'll probably follow up with you whenever the time comes. But yeah, that's a. I would really like that. I might steal that actually, Jason. Do it, steal it. <laughs> I got. It. Well, you know what it is. Is um, here's what I find fundamentally. Because like, like I said, I've received a. Sh ton of cold calls over the years so this is just oh, this, this is just me and just and i've made a, a ridiculous amount of cold calls as well so so the, I, i've been on both sides so i'm seeing it both sides so here, here's here's another thing that i find that a lot of uh vendors out there get wrong right 
they think their initial value, not their overall value, but their initial value to the customer, all right, is in their product or service. It's not, all right? The initial value should be in the relationship. Now, when I say relationship, people think that we're holding hands and hugging and going out on dates. That's not, all right? It's it, it's, it, no. it's relationship in the sense that I'm going to spend some time with you, either on the phone, over a video call, or in person, okay? We're going to sit down and literally talk talk it out, whatever it is, right? Um, exactly. That's, that's where I see uh, a lot of mistakes are made because they think that the value, the initial value to the consumer um, is their product. Their product is what brings them value. It's not. What brings them value right from the beginning, okay, is how much you give a shit about them. Exactly. That, that's, that's the value. That actually... Once they sign up with the product, then it becomes the value of the product, right? Exactly. And then they're going to truly see what you were selling after you're selling yourself. Cause that's what we're doing primarily, right? Just selling who we are to them. And I had that, I had a fantastic example of the other day. I had a follow-up call with a gentleman who we didn't really have a time pinpoint. So I just called him around noon hour. Didn't know if he'd be on lunch or something like that. Usually a gatekeeper will put you on hold after asking who you are. Right. But I actually just heard gatekeeper answer the phone. Oh, Hey Zach. It's like, Hey, it's Zach. Just right to the phone. Hey buddy, what's going on? Like, Oh my, like what just happened here? Like I'm your friend now because that's what, originally we had to have like a 10 minute conversation. We almost became friends after that. So it was fantastic to hear. It's like, wow, I barely even talked to you about my product. I literally was just saying, there you go. I'm that's what's area, important. Introducing myself, touching base. Yep. You just wanted to kind of chat for a minute if you had the time. So that's a fantastic way to kind of get in someone's mind of, wow, this guy isn't an asshole. He's not trying to push something on me that I don't need. He's genuinely concerned about my time and the value of what I'm trying to sell too. So it's a, it's just really, it comes back to that integrity and like the honorable sales of what you're yep. doing. It doesn't have to be a shady thing. It's a, the whole stigma of a used car salesman. It's like, we're selling to those guys now, right? So it's not going to be like a cut forward, like straightforward thing. Like I've been selling to guys that have been doing sales longer than I've been alive. Right. So like, I really just have to cut the bull. I have to just be myself and just talk like who I am because if I don't talk the way I'm speaking to you right now, I don't get past that first call, Jason. It's simple as that. No. And, and I think, and that's what goes into the preparation, right? And that's what we're talking about. Like, you know, um, I don't like the word cold call uh, for the simple reason where I think the perception of a cold call is that you didn't prepare for it. That you literally just, because this is what people perceive. They just perceive that I just flipped open a book, that one, and then just started dialing. Because that's what they perceive a cold call is. I think that's the stigma there. Yeah, that's the stigma. But that's not really what necessarily what a cold call is right um you know the, the cold call yeah. is that there is not a relationship defined in any way or form you don't mean you don't know exactly. me and i don't know you right so and that's, that's usually what i like to say is that i think there's two separate ends of cold calling so there's two industries of cold calling i think it's from mm-hmm. marketers perspective and from telemarketers perspective and that's where the, it gets stigmatized i think is that from a telemarketers perspective I get those calls, and that's like something I threw inside those ads. I said, did you let that telemarketing agency go through with their pitch on the weekend? No, neither did I, because I don't. I, w- I will for a couple minutes kind of indulge them and humor them and be like, oh, that's a pretty good pitch, but sorry, absolutely not interested. But that's where it comes down to is that you have to differentiate yourself between, I'm not a telemarketer, I'm a marketer. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm here to give you something that you can genuinely need. I'm not trying to sell you eavesdrop cleaning. I'm not trying to sell you painting or window cleaning. I'm genuinely trying to give you something that will assist you in your business. So I think anyway. So that's a big part of it that we need to kind of step away from that stigma of we're not telemarketers. We, we have a, we have value in ourselves of who we are, who we're trying to sell. And that's the key, value in yourself, all right? 
that's the initial value that someone can buy into is the value of you as an individual. Now, as they get to know your product better, then they can start to see value in the product, but always leave with the value in yourself first during the call. Now, um, uh, guys, everyone who's watching this or listening to this, I'm going to post the link for this article down below. Um, You can find that in the comments section. But um, for uh, people that won't read the article, (laughs) okay, because they they won't, right? What what would you, (laughs) well, we're all busy, right? What what, what would you say the three biggest takeaways in the article that if you want everybody to know, like here are the three things you really should know. What would you say the three uh, big takeaways of the article are? That's a great question. So I'd say to start, it would be kind of what I started off with here would be the tonality between reading and measuring yours and reading and measuring theirs to kind of match who you're talking to. If you're going to be like, hey, how's it going, Jason? And the guy's like, hey, how's it going? Like, no, don't do that. You want to stay away from that. And also between the whole, I know this is such a generic thing, just a basic thing to say, but step away from your scripts. Like that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that I like to say is yep. don't be looking at a paper. Don't be, you, you should know what you're saying. You should know every part of your product. You need to know that inside and out before you get on those cold calls, right? And obviously researching those people accordingly too before you call them. And that's what, again, between kind of going back to that telemarketing thing, telemarketers have all the information on the screen. They don't know who this person is. They're calling this person maybe for the first time and the last, the turnover employee over the last 25 people have been calling them every single time too. So they're not wanting to talk to you. So you need to just separate yourself from that. And I guess the biggest, the third thing I would say is that, as I said, I've said it a couple of times already, but these are people too. We're all people. We're all just doing our jobs. You are calling a person during their busy time of their day. You have to respect that. You can't try to keep them there if they don't. That's why I like that minute line because 60 seconds and I can prove to you that you want to sit down with me for another 15, 20 minutes. I told the guy that we had a 10 minute demo the other day. It ended up being 45 minutes just because he wanted to keep talking to me and asking questions about software and stuff like that. So just stuff like that, right? So I think those would be the biggest things between your tonality, step away from your scripts, product knowledge, of course, and then just getting them onto the next part. You need to be able to kind of communicate to them. And as we said, demonstrating your value to them. And then it's moving on to the next part of the call, whether that's what I do, like a live demonstration, whether that's a follow-up call with someone else, like a manager or something like that, where you can get your, whether it's a contractual obligation or whatever it is, you need to also ask for that deal. Because I know this is a kind of, that's like the seventh thing, not three things, I guess, but <laughs> that's something cool. that I, I've noticed so many times is that people are terrified of this. Why are you scared to ask for the deal? This is what we're here for. You're asking for the sale, but you're in a pitch, but you don't ask for that, you lose every time. You need to be able to communicate, I have this sale for you. Are you going to purchase this from me? Yes or no? Like not in that direct manner, of course, but you need to phrase that in a sense where they know what you're selling them something, not just where I'm here to chat with you for 20 minutes. I'm not going to waste both of our time. Like, are you buying this from me? Because I'm a salesman, right? And you know I'm a salesman. That's what I'm here for. So <laughs> yep. you need to know all that kind of stuff. But I guess if it does come down to just those three job points, I'd say would be the most important ones. But no, I'm 100% with you there. If, if you are going to get to the point of presentation, all right, um, if you can do it, you know, during that initial call, good for you. Good. That's amazing, right? Um, if, if you have to schedule it out for another day, if it's going to be over video, if it's going to be in person, I, I go into every meeting defining what the goal and objective is, all right? And I am not here to pretend that the goal and objective is this when in reality it's this, okay? I have no problem going in there and saying my goal and objective today, all right, is two parts. A, I want you to see tremendous value in what I do, all right? B, I need to see that you're able to execute what we do, you know? Exactly. If, if we can, if we see, if you if you see the value and I, see, I feel comfortable that you can execute, 
then I think we're going to work out a deal today. That's where I want to go. Exactly. That's my goal. My goal is to make a deal happen today. All right, here are the two things I need I need to happen for us to be able to make a deal happen. Hey, if it don't happen, don't happen. But you know, at least I want you to walk away knowing what the value of the product or what the value of myself is. Exactly. And that's just it, right? Because we do. We have value in ourselves and the product. So we have nothing but positive things to kind of push towards them. And if that's going to be reciprocated at the end of the day, then yeah, we've done our jobs. We've researched the company. We've researched the product. We've done our pitch and everything. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I think this is the third time I've said it, but the law of averages will pan out at the end of the day. So just, you got to keep plugging away at it. If you get 10 hard no's, don't turn away. You got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Did you? You just keep going at it, Zach. Thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today, dude. This was this was a lot of fun for everybody out there that's listening or watching right now, and would love to learn more about yourself and what you do. What is the best way to connect with you? Honestly, LinkedIn, Zachary <laughs> Fulmer, Vigilance Incorporated. Hey, Zach. Thanks again for taking the time to jam with me today. Thanks so much, Jason. I really appreciate you having me on. Have a great day. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comment section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, have a great day.